Been with phones on it. Yeah, we just didn't get caught. <laughs> oh, that's the start in there. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, hello. And welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, Mystery Men. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Miles> away. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, I am here. I was just checking out everything that's going on in the world. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you're such a peripheral figure. I, I, <laughs> I didn't even notice. Uh, so just like Mystery Men, we're not your classic heroes. We're the other guys. Once, uh, once again, I think that's quite quite apt. We are not mystery superheroes, I'll give you that one. <laughs> yes. I think we have been smashing it quite recently with the appropriate taglines, though. You've been doing very well. Well, I haven't been. I mean, <laughs> you've got to thank the producers of these films that we've been picking. Okay, uh, seriously, though, if you've never heard this show before, then hold on to your cutlery, because you're about to have a fucking good time. <laughs> yeah, you like that. <laughs> Essentially, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. There's also a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained, including... A caption contest, a quiz, some questionable impressions, some subpar xylophone playing, some silly sound effects, and a lot of banter. So this week's film on trial is Mystery Men. That's an, you know, this limited guns, isn't it? Very similar to Alita. Uh, what about this then? <laughs> much, much better. Completely Far different. more mysterious. It sounded like the start of Queen, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, is it a mystery or is it a hit story? Get off my back, I'm trying something new, all right? <laughs> so just to say that this will be a very spoilerific episode, so if you haven't seen it yet, it has been out since 1999, come on, sort it out. Uh, but you can either, I don't know, go away, watch it, and then come back and listen to this episode, or you can just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to this week's quiz, brought to us by the lovely Alex, which we will highlight in the comments section below. Now, before we go on, our last film on trial was Train to Busan. Uh, Austin, I, I don't have a train sound effect. Woo woo! Okay, thank you. Uh, Dave, you judged that trial and deemed that it should be placed on the hit list. Mm -hmm. You've since gone away and watched the film, so did you make the right call? Yeah, absolutely. I was excited to see it and, you know, I, I really enjoyed the film. It's uh, It was different, you know, it's, it's hard to breathe a bit of new life into the zombie franchise mm. but it managed to do it and you know uh, you know for the first zombie film that south korea has put out that's pretty impressive that's a good is, start so uh no i was very impressed with it i i'm very happy where i placed it on the list good stuff uh, just a quick one while we're still on train to busan austin i gotta ask did you actually not like that silhouette scene where the guy falls off the train yeah i thought it was shit did you? I oh, thought that, that was the worst scene in the film. See, yeah. I thought you were just saying that because it was part of the oh, No, no, I genuinely didn't like that scene. I thought it was awful. Well, you know what? You were a hypocrite, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> saying you like all these fancy, nice shots in films and then you don't like that. It just felt out of place compared to everything else in the film. But I, I did enjoy the film. Oh, it was great. All right, okay. All right, okay. <laughs> just, just in case anybody calls me out on it, I thought the film was actually really good. Yeah, yeah fuck you, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we go on to the bulk of the show, I think it's time for a little bit of news. <laughs> 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 the 
lovely. Nice. Yep. Okay, uh, so here what we do is we go around in a circle and we talk about the most newsworthy topics of the week, starting with uh, number one, Dennis Villeneuve is going to tackle Cloverfield 4, apparently, after he's completed June. Alex, you're a big fan of our old Dennis the Menace. I suppose the question here that everybody is asking is why? Not why you're a fan, but why is he going to direct Cloverfield 4? Uh, for the money, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I thought the Cloverfield, what was the one with John Goodman that was a good one? Oh, that was 10 Cloverfield Lane. I thought so that, was, that was amazing, but I didn't watch the Paradox one, which Ooh. apparently was awful. Like, really, it really wasn't bad. good. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a return to form. You know, maybe it's just every odd one is a, is a good one. So. Yeah. Well, I think what happened with the 10 Cloverfield Lane and the Cloverfield Paradox is that they were two made science fiction films, or maybe they were written and they were sent to J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot, and he kind of greenlit them and said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll finance them, but can we make them a Cloverfield film? So essentially, he was just turning other written films into Cloverfield films, whereas I think with this one, it is actually going to be written as part of you know the franchise. I think it's going to be like a direct sequel to the original, maybe. Maybe if it's got a bit more of a tone like Arrival or something like that, then it could be really good. Well, definitely, yeah. So Dave, you didn't like the second one? Oh, no, sorry, the third one? <coughs> third one, yeah, hated it, hated it. I remember when we all went on holiday somewhere and the first of us to arrive were in the cottage, we set the TV up and we were flicking through Netflix <laughs> thinking of someone to put on. Oh, you were there. I was thinking, there. thinking of someone to put on while we waited for everyone else to arrive and that came up on Netflix. I was like, I watched that the other night, guys. It was god-awful. Oh, Let's put that on. <laughs> say, come on. So yeah, I watched it twice and it didn't get any better. It was diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Yeah, well, hope, hopefully this time around it's a little bit better. But I think they've got a really good business model there, the, the Netflix. The fact that they uh, debuted the trailer during the Super Bowl. So those, those trailers are quite pricey, but they played it during the Super Bowl. Nobody's heard about this film and it was like, oh, by the way, this is a new film on Netflix. You can watch it. It, it comes live as soon as the Super Bowl finish. And they had like a really massive high intake of, of people watching it so i think that's the way to do Clever i mean they're stuff. probably very disappointed people but you know still <laughs> but it works. On the prize. Yeah, yeah. and you've already yeah. spent if, your subscription money you, you're <laughs> in now aren't you? if we start saving now do you reckon we can get films on trial trailer <laughs> i think if we started saving we could probably afford the films on trial trailer in about 2084 maybe okay okay <laughs> something to reach for so uh, moving on uh, number two the trailer was released this week for jim jarmusch's zombie comedy the dead don't lie joel you normally have a stonk boner for all things zombies uh, but you don't like art house movies so i mean how are you feeling about this one that trailer was one of the strangest trailers i think i've seen like this year like it didn't it didn't make me want to watch the film at all for me um yeah i don't really know <laughs> know what, what else to go with it i just thought it was a really weird trailer and the whole kind of premise of the film as well seems really strange so, Alex, you are not really that big a fan of Jim John Moose, I you? can't stand his films. Like, but, I, but you do love Art House. I do, I, I, I do, but, you know... <laughs> it's paradoxical. It's not, I know. I like romance films, but some shit. Yeah. So, like, no, it, it, his films are incredibly boring. And, you know, very pretentious, I would say. Like, there's very little to them. It's very stylistic. No characters speaking, long shots of mm. people just sat on a train saying nothing. And I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to talk to someone who really loved Jim Jarmusch films and maybe someone would say, oh, no, it's this or this or this, but I've never got anything from him. So the idea of him doing a zombie film, mm. it, it just, it already pisses me off and I haven't even <laughs> seen the trailer. But, you know, it's starring Adam Driver. <laughs> it's, so it's starring Adam Driver, Bill Murray, you like both of them? Yeah, but I like Bill Murray, but not in Jim Jarmusch films. Mm. And 
I'm going to say that's probably the same for Adam Driver. You know? to, to be honest, I do remember a few years ago, I mean, saying, oh, I've seen Ghost Dog and Ghost Dog was brilliant, you know, and, and mm. you were like, was it, Gav? And I was like, yeah, of course it was. So we both sat down to watch it and I was like, you know what? It wasn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, this, Jim Jamush. This is meant to be a, a comedy though, isn't it? Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is going to be a comedy. Um, but I, may, yeah, maybe more serious than, say, something like Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, so anyway, I thought it looked interesting anyway. I'd like to kind of watch it. I just don't know how he keeps making films, because I don't know, I honestly have never met someone who goes like, man, I love Jim Jarmusch, you know, <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> he must have a very small amount of, you know, fan base that are, like, very wealthy, that's what I think. <laughs> just like films on trial? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, big donors. Anyway, thank you very much for that. Uh, <laughs> moving swiftly on to Alex's Film Feels. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> oh, wow. That was just on the nose. That was. Oh. <laughs> Ow. Uh, right. Uh, it's an easy one. Mystery Men. What's your favourite mystery film? I'm going to come right out the gate and say, for me, my favourite mystery film of all time is probably Shutter Island, which oh, yeah. I think was fantastic. Kept you, kept me guessing anyway, all the way up, right up to the end and a little bit beyond. So that's, that's my one, Shutter Island. Anyone else? I thought you would have picked Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah, the mystery in that. Yeah. The mystery oh. is how it got made. It's, it's, it, it, it's amazing, obviously, how angry you have made me by saying that. And I, 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 know, I know you want me to be, but it's still, it is actually coursing through my veins. <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake of reading the book of Shutter Island before I saw the film. Oh, yeah. The book is, is a decent but un- uninspiring good. read. The film would have been brilliant. But it, I guess it tells you the twist as well, right? Yeah, it does yeah. pretty much. The so, thing right, is, yeah. as well, is uh, even after saying that, Dave lent me the book and I <laughs> I read the nice book and felt the same way. It's, like, it's a good book, but the thing is, is that Scorsese's done such a fantastic job of adapting it to the screen. Oh, yeah, he's taking you it kind to of, a place. Yeah, you it, kind yeah. of feel like reading the book afterwards is a bit redundant, yeah. and, and, which isn't, you know, disrespect to the writer at all because it is a great book, but Scorsese's film is Who's perfect. The writer? Dennis Lehane. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my favourite mystery film is probably Memento. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good one because you're kind of learning what's happened learning what's, what's gone on before at the same time the protagonist is yeah. you know it's, it's, it's interesting that way so yeah I'd say that's probably my favourite mystery bit off kilter I'd like mm. to think so <laughs> I try <laughs> uh, what about um, Old Boy the original one does that count yeah, is it a mystery yeah, I suppose so. There's yeah, a twist at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it's why is he why is he being in prison for? Yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, true. that is the mystery. That is a mystery. And when I think of old boy, I more just think of octopuses and hammers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many great facets to it, really. Um, okay, well, moving swiftly on, maybe. Have you guys got one? No, I, I, I could only think no. of like I don't know, not really. The Da Vinci Code, Usual Suspects. <laughs> yeah. Not really, thanks to Suspects. Suspects. All classics. Yeah, 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 Usual Suspects is good. Yeah. You know, right, sorry, one that I really like that people don't really like at all. What Lies Beneath? Do you remember that one with Michelle I Pfeiffer? Like what and what House Beneath. Thank you, yeah. do you? Yeah. It's a really good one. Quite scary at the end. Harrison Ford playing against type, love it. Yes, I what, know. what about Stare of Echoes with Kevin Bacon? Love it. Very good, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I could just name... Uh, no, no, you know, no, no, now you're... Re- re- wallpaper in your room it does feel a bit like stir <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh just wait till i get those desk de- dexter sheets down you know? <laughs> anyway right okay so thank you very much for that guys oh is that to make up for it yeah oh, well. <laughs> just, just okay and i need a more on the nose one to make up for the <laughs> sorry, it's sorry. Like winner <laughs> just winner just to clear wow nice one <laughs> right, so on to the bulk of the show uh, this week's film as mentioned before is mystery men 
that's the closest thing to a shovel I could find. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been picked out of the hat at random and it was suggested to us by Captain Dave's lovely girlfriend, Kat. Uh, thanks. I mean, of all the films, come on, Kat. <laughs> but so uh, all of the roles have also been picked out of random. So acting as defense and trying to get the film placed on the hit list will be Dave. Make a proud Dave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I will. I will. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dave is a little bit like Eddie Izzard's Tony P. His music tastes and fashion haven't developed since the 1980s. <laughs> I'll take uh, that. <laughs> in the role of prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list is me. I'm a bit like Paul Rubens' The Spleen. My arse stinks. <laughs> it's an easy one, that one, wasn't it? <laughs> Seriously, I had so many people that I had similarities to in this film. Because uh, <laughs> you're massively angry. Yeah. <laughs> you're great at bowling. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, so many, so many things. Um, so, now, just like real court advocates, Dave and I will be making the best case for our roles. These may or may not be our real opinions, though, so do stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear our genuine thoughts. Now, in the roles of character witnesses and lending their genuine opinions to each argument are Alex and Ozzy. Alex is a little bit like Tom Waiters' Dr. Heller. He looks like he could genuinely live in an abandoned amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's true. No, and thank you. <laughs> and Ozzy is just like Captain Fantastic. You think he's doing this podcast for the fun of it? No, of course he isn't. He wants sponsorships, goddammit. <laughs> and he's not going to be satisfied until we're sponsored by Freddo's. <laughs> Gav, it, it, Captain Amazing. What did I say? Captain Fantastic. Oh, that's that shit film of you come up. It's not a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast. That's not a shit film. I'm going to have to go through all of my argument now and just <laughs> scream out Fantastic. I was thinking of better shit films, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, this means that Joel has the most important role as he will be playing the judge. Joel is a little bit like Ben Stiller's Mr. Furious, as in he rides a really shit bike. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Joel must decide which list the film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion. Now, before we get started, I think it's time to give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what the film is about. So let us spin the Wheel of Impressions. Okay, so here we read off the synopsis of the film, the style of one of the cast or characters, and this week it has landed on Austin. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Austin, do you... Uh, do, uh, firstly, have you seen the I've film? I've seen the film, yeah. <laughs> I've seen the film. Yeah. So, so what can we ask Austin we to... Could take uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush, Rush yeah, Jeffrey Casanova Rush. Frankenstein. Okay. It's been a while uh, since it's landed on you, Gab. Are you sure this isn't fixed in, <laughs> fixed in any way? It's, I see uh, them all the time. You know, it's, uh, I, I, it's like a... Germany, Germany. It's like German. Germany. Captain Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just do Christoph Waltz. <laughs> no, I'm not. They landed on Austin. <laughs> we all saw it. A, a group of in, inept amateur superheroes must try to save the day when a supervillain threatens to destroy a major superhero in the city. No. I'm not sure if I. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, can I hear Dave doing that same? <laughs> I, I don't have the synopsis in oh, front of no, me, so okay. I think that would have been pretty impressive. <laughs> With regret. <laughs> uh, so, without further hesitation, Joel, would you like to please kick off proceedings? Uh, yeah, who would like to go first today? Gav, do you want to take it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, this is just about the sort of general film. So, the concept of this movie is quite interesting, to be honest. Although that's the only thing that this film has going for it. A sort of parody of superhero films before superhero films became massively popular. If this would have been released today in 2019, then I think it would have been better received. 
However, coming in 1999, when superhero movies weren't as prevalent as they are today, the subject matter seems a bit odd to say the least, and the film ultimately flopped harder than when Joel found out The Dead Don't Die was a zombie film directed by Jim Jarmusch. <laughs> <laughs> now, the tone of this film is very... You okay, Brucey? Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was drinking when he said that. I caught him off Now, the tone of this film is very bizarre, to say the least. It's a sort of slapstick comedy with over-elaborate characters, costumes, and sets. So... It's a kid's film, right? Well, not really. It's not an out-and-out superhero film, but more of a critique of the genre. So all of the characters in action are done in a sort of ironic way, which isn't received well by children. Plus, the film's hero, Captain Amazing... Captain Amazing? Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, it's a Captain Amazing gets his face actually melted off at one point. So I can see what the film is trying to achieve. It's a sort of like swipe at the over-commercialization uh, of movies, specifically superhero ones, when really they're just supposed to be a bit of fun. But the thing is, is that it isn't clever enough to deliver that message effectively. It's too serious a, a, a point for, for kids to enjoy. It's too stupid and pantomime for adults to enjoy. It's not funny enough to be a comedy. I just don't understand what the hell it's supposed to be. Now, the story is really all over the place. Captain Amazing releases his arch nemesis Casanova Frankenstein from the local asylum just so that they can have a well-publicized fight so that Cap Amazing doesn't lose all of his sponsorships. But Captain Amazing pitches up at Frankenstein's lair almost immediately after he's released, only to be captured. Now, Frankenstein says that he's going to melt uh, uh, Captain Amazing tomorrow at midnight, but then three days pass before he decides to actually go through with it. In that time, the mystery men pitch up at the lair are defeated. They run away, they assemble a bigger team, they jump Frankenstein's gang, and then they run away again. They attempt to rescue uh, Captain Amazing and then accidentally kill him. Then they are beaten a couple more times on separate occasions. They train, they split up, they reform, they gain better weapons, they gain an armored truck, then they have their final fight. Now, that is an incredible amount of stuff to happen in one film i mean at two hours this film is already overly long as it is but they don't half cram a lot of shit into it it's like it's like a briefcase overflowing with swamp water and because and because there's so much going on of analogy is that <laughs> it's better than his last lot though wasn't it an arseload of drugs or something was the last analogy an arseload is, is a effective way of measuring stuff but because there's so much going on there is so little time for character development whatsoever relationships and romances are shoehorned in and feel incredibly rushed and don't feel genuine at all but i'll go into more detail about that on my second point now the the script is weak it's supposed to be a comedy and i can't remember one funny line from it at all okay actually there's one sort of slightly funny line which dave will probably remind us about shortly but one funny line in two hours just isn't it just isn't good enough it's not funny i didn't laugh once if i wanted to watch something and not laugh i'd have watched something with james corden in it (laughs) the soundtrack it's like it's been picked at random by some drunkards standing at a jukebox. Hey, these guys are baddies who like disco. Let's play a different disco song every time they come on the screen. It just gets to the point where you're like, fucking hell, I know these guys like disco. All right, I get it. I, I, but I, what I don't get is what's with all the disco in it. Like, we know that these two baddies like disco. But then at the end of the film, Frankenstein has a special room in his house specifically for disco, not music not dancing just for disco i don't understand it it's like where where did this guy's obsession with disco come from now the cgi is pretty poor the final four minutes or so contained some especially bad cgi that didn't even hold up to 80s standards let alone the 90s the costumes look cheap and shit 
I mean, they're probably supposed to look cheap and shit, but it doesn't help when everything else around it looks really poor. The editing is jarring and contains too many unnecessary back and forth reaction shots of the same characters. And the less said about the direction, the better. I mean, I don't actually think the director made another film after this because he had such a bad time with this one. Now, the real mystery for me is why anybody would want to watch this movie of their own free will. <laughs> do we need to hear dave's argument <laughs> dave crack on thank you very much i just want to start by rebutting a few of the points that gab made this script, you, mate. yeah just a few just a few the script is not shit there are some really funny lines in this you know gab said he doesn't know what this is meant to be it's clearly a comedy you know, there's no there's no uh, genre problems. Here. There's no blurring of the lines. This is a comedy film first and foremost. Um, see, th- this film is loosely based um, on the same universe featured in Bob Burden's Flaming Carrot comics. Not many people have heard of them. They're kind of a little cult thing. I wasn't really familiar with them until I started researching this film, and it features many of the same heroes. Um, the film and the comics, uh, the base. They're based and exist purely as a parody of the superhero genre. And let's face it, over the years, there's been a lot to parody about this genre before MCU kind of made it credible and made it box office gold. The film parodies the ridiculousness of some particularly naff superhero traits and their alter egos, but also manages to poke fun at some of the more established ones. I'm talking about moments where Ben Stiller uh, is telling his colleagues about how he thinks Captain Amazing and Lance Hunt are the one and the same person. And that, <laughs> speaking of funny lines, I think that's some funny dialogue there. It's like, oh, don't start that again. Lance Hunt wears glasses. Captain Amazing doesn't wear glasses. It's like, he takes them off when he transforms. That doesn't make any sense. He wouldn't be able to see. And it's, it's a clear parody of the Clark Kent uh, Superman sort of alter ego and I thought it was it was a good pastiche I thought it was a good dialogue a good line and I enjoyed it now the thing about the humor in this the film is a comedy and humor is always subjective it's dependent on the viewer you know some people may what some people may find funny others may find tedious no doubt um, with that regard though the film covers a number of different bases it covers various different aspects of comedy depending on what you may find funny you've got slapstick you've got farce you've got kind of toilet-based humor you've got witty one-liners you've got funny back and forth dialogue you've got parody you've got satire you've got black humor as well and it's just it may you may not be laughing uproariously throughout it but there's something here for every type of humor it caters for everyone and i can guarantee a few good laughs whatever your comedy preference may be um i will concede with gav about editing the editing is a little jarring. I'll give him that one. But I, I dispute that the script is shit. And Casanova Frankenstein has a disco room because he was locked up in 1979. Disco was big <laughs> before he got locked up. The room just hasn't been used since. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Although there are a couple of plot, uh, plot holes for sure. But the script is not weak. It's well written. And like Gav said, Gav says you crammed a lot of shit in the two hours. They crammed a lot of plot in the two hours. They crammed a lot of jokes in the two hours. There's a lot of stuff they, they uh, crammed in there. Uh, that isn't shit and uh yeah that's uh that's pretty much what i gotta say apart from oh one other thing um gav makes a good point that the subject matter uh, was kind of unwelcome in 1999 the superhero genre it had some box office success but it wasn't huge it wasn't what it is today this film is kind of it's fun to look back on it now with mcu as big as it is and just kind of see someone poke fun at, at superheroes in general but back in 1999 gav's right and the box office takings show that people weren't really ready for this film you could say it was ahead of its time but in that respect <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the me balls on there. <laughs> <laughs> Just right in the head of its time. Thank you, Joel. Uh, un- underline it if possible. <laughs> okay, so uh, Austin and Alex, one thing that I really want to know uh, straight off the bat is 
Is it funny or not? I I think it was funny. Um, it was doesn't def- take much to make you laugh, though. Does well, it? no, I laugh at a lot of things, but um, I thought it, I thought it was funny because it wasn't. Some of it, yeah, it's a bit slapstick. Some of it's the toilet humor, like Dave said. Um, there was definitely more than just one funny line um, for a comedy maybe. film. So, do, you, do you think that you uh, that you laughed enough? Um, mm, I, d- I think I laughed just about enough. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. I thought it was funny. Some of it, I don't know whether it was actually the script or whether they were like ad libs. It felt like people were just being themselves at times. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. Like. Uh, I, I did not. <laughs> I did not think it was funny. Uh, my face kind of hurt from the fact I was not laughing that much for the entire <laughs> film. It was just, I sort of noticed I was just looking at it with just a completely straight face. Dave's right, there are some there are some funny moments and there are some nice little touches and stuff like that. They're more, I think, more at the start of the film and about a third of the way through, it just lost me and I just found myself not laughing at pretty much anything. And yeah, it, it just completely lost me. It started off well. And then, yeah, I, if this is a, if this is like Dave was saying, a comedy, then for me, it failed. It did not tickle my, any funny bone I have. <laughs> did it tickle any bone? There were definitely some bits which I thought fell flat, like completely flat, like the skunk scene. Just, just the whole thing. was a bit thing, shit, yeah. but... But then there was, um, yeah, the, the, but I don't know, some of the fart bits were just funny because it's just farting, isn't it? You know, it, it's lowest common <laughs> yeah. denominator type um, yeah. humour, well, but it worked at times. It, it got so, a bit much. So that, that, but, sorry, that, that's what I would kind of agree with Gav a little bit on, that the, the tone is a bit weird because you have Captain Amazing dying, which I think is an odd point in the film. I didn't really know why they did that. And then you've got fart humour. And so it did. That did jar me a little bit because it's like, well, 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 yeah, yeah. what are we going for? We're we going for like kind of dark humor, yeah, yeah. which you can do. I, I just don't think maybe you can get all of those things together. But I did, this film didn't juggle the light humor and the dark humor. Um, so what about the editing? Was that as bad as Gav makes it out to be? The editing, or um, the, the it, it was there was there was times I think like Alex said that yeah, once you get beyond the first third. There were so many characters and so many stories that it did get a little bit. Um, is the too much? Is the too much shit crammed into it? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I, the, um, the, the plot does swerve a lot. Like it is a lot about they do this, then they do this, then they meet them, and then they don't meet yeah. them, and then they run away, and then they come back, and it, it it's quite hard to to know when the characters are meant to be. It reminded uh, me a it. little bit of uh, when Gav was describing the plot, Dragon Ball Z, when uh, <laughs> they, they fight somebody, get defeated, yeah, yeah, train for away. about 50 episodes, and then come, come back yeah. and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah but, the, but, 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 but it's, it's, all but it's almost like every episode they have another little fight and then they fail and then they, have a, yeah. and then they break up, come back, and yeah. Um, yeah, but I, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to have quite a bit of time over the weekend and I also, <laughs> and paid more than I should have done. To, uh, to to watch any film for this podcast, and, uh, and, <laughs> me too, man. and also had uh, got the joy of watching the 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 cut scenes, all the bits that didn't make it into no, the film, deleted, yeah, and uh, and that actually makes the film make a whole lot more sense. There's backstories to people, there's um, so it could have been three films quite easily. There was so much was cut out. Oh, wow. um, what I'd say was, is. Um, Get Gav's login and charge it to his card. That's what, that's what I should have that's done. What Alex that's what I've done. <laughs> I got an email about it today, actually, that uh, that you'd use Gav's card to buy mystery men. <laughs> no, that was me, unfortunately. <laughs> I I thought that I was the judge until last night when I realised I wasn't. So bought mystery men. 
uh, and I thought I'll watch it on on the tablet on the way to work, um, you know, because I was on the train for a while. And then I realized when I got onto the train that I'd left my tablet at home, so I had to buy it again because <laughs> I didn't have my experience. So I had to buy it on YouTube. So I spent like twice as much as this film deserved, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to the next point. Steve, do you want to uh, go first? Uh, yeah, we'll do. I just second Steve. <laughs> Dave? You definitely said Steve. Yeah, I said Steve. Dave. My middle name's Steve. I'll take Steve. <laughs> I answer to most things. Uh, okay, second point I think me and Gav are going to cover is the cast and characters. Now, this is a major cast they assembled here. This is this is A-list stuff. This is good. <laughs> uh, you got some great performances here. You've got uh, Ben Stiller, who plays Roy, slash Mr. Furious. Now, he's well known for, for comedy work. What I like about this cast is that they assembled a good mix of actors you'd expect to see in a film like this. You know, you've got your Ben Stillers, uh, your Greg Kinnears, Hank Azarias, Janine Garofalo, Kel Mitchell... But you've also got some actors that you wouldn't necessarily expect to see in a zany comedy like this. You know, uh, Jeffrey Rush, Wes Studi, William H. Macy. And all of them embrace the material which they are given. And like Austin was mentioning there, there's a lot of ad-libbing going on. It looks like they got on well on set, to be honest with you. It's a, it's a pleasure to watch. Uh, I'd love some of the dialogue in this as well. The performance of Greg Kinnear, I thought, was fantastic. Oh, amazing, I should say. <laughs> I thought he did a great job. And I just thought that some of the best dialogue also comes from William H. Macy, who just has this lovable, affable, deadpan to him as he's talking about. Uh, his dialogue with his wife is great. You know, it's, uh, I shovel really well. It's like, you shovel better than any man I've ever known. <laughs> but it does not make you a superhero. <laughs> I love their back and forth, their performances. I think they're fantastic. And it's Janine Garofalo, I think, gives a great performance. There's a back and forth scene where she's arguing with her father. Basically, um, she, her superpower is she controls this bowling ball, which contains the skull of her deceased father, Carmine the Bowler. And there's this great scene in a bar where she's arguing with this bowling ball. You can't hear the bowling ball speaking. It's just Janine Garofalo's performance. And I thought that was a really good scene, to be honest with you. She didn't get enough screen time in this, to be fair. But what little she did have, she used very well. She doesn't get enough screen time in most things, to be honest. She needs a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying I genuinely she like She's a Janine great Ruffalo, comic yeah. actress. Great comic actress. And I, that's another good line as well. So I could get sidetracked by the dialogue. But it's like, do you mean to say you put your father's head in? inside a bowling ball it's like no the guy in the pro shop did it <laughs> just I just sneak that in there <laughs> two lines <laughs> but my favorite character in this is Wes Studi who comes in only about halfway through the film and he plays the sphinx which is this superhero that essentially is, is well what is his superpower well he's very mysterious <laughs> essentially he just speaks in uh anti-metabol i think that's what it's called like reversing a phrase saying a phrase and then just reversing it to make it sound like give it a different meaning and basically most of his dialogue is delivered in that with this kind of great west studi deadpan he's not a comic actor and he's not trying to be but he just delivers it with such sincerity it's hilarious you know it's 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 great that when uh, ben stiller's balancing uh, the hammer on his head it's like you know if you can balance attack hammer on your head you will head off your foes with a balanced attack and it's just mm-hmm. again great scripting and a great performance from Wes Studi. <laughs> I thought Jeffrey Rush as Casanova Frankenstein was bizarre casting but it really worked I mean if anyone embraced his performance truly in this Jeffrey Rush did he gave this everything he had uh, I think Hank Azaria as the uh, the Blue Raja was fantastic Paul Rubens had, I know Paul Rubens has had his, his legal troubles over the years but um, I have to say it was good to good to see him acting again. You know, a lot of people supported the decision to cast him in this. People thought he was treated kind of unfairly. Um, so it was a bold choice in casting for that one. I would say the only real weak link in the cast, and I'll, I'll admit to this one now, is Eddie Izzard. 
He's not a great actor. This was right at the start of his career. This was pretty poor from him. But I'd say he's the only weak link. I'd say everyone else gives it the best shot and uh, comes away looking looking pretty good, to be honest with you. Big I agree. I would massively disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very famous quiz question that starts, what do Ben Stiller, William H. Macy, Jeffrey Rush, and Greg Kinnear all have in common? The answer is, obviously, they all delivered their worst ever performance in Mystery Men. I mean... <laughs> Who wrote that quiz? <laughs> Dave, Dave, come on, mate. Nobody, nobody comes away from this stench free. Like, William H. Macy, you said, delivers a great performance. At times, he looks like somebody's holding a gun to his head. <laughs> like, Jeffrey Rush looks like he just graduated from the Frank Langella School of Over-the-Top Shit Hammy Mover Villains. I like Frank Langella. <laughs> yeah, but you can't deny he's been played some really shit hammy over-the-top movie villains and, and all i can say about ben stiller is you know to be honest fair play to that man after nearly having his career killed by the cable guy you'd think he'd avoid shit films for a while but no <laughs> less than three years later he signs up to this shite i mean even you know even evil can evil knew how to uh, call it a day call it quits um as for the characters uh, i mean they work on paper Toilet paper. He <laughs> oh, oh. looked right at him as well. That was cruel. Get him, Dave. That was cruel. Seriously, though, the characters are not good. It was a really interesting concept to have Captain, Fant- uh, Captain Fantastic again. Hmm. Captain Amazing as a self-centered egotist. It was all about the fame and the sponsors uh, more than, than he is the justice. But the character is not explored in the slightest he gets about six minutes of screen time. Then he's kidnapped and he's only seen one more time, like 40 minutes later when he gets his face melted off. There was just no development, just face melting. Ben Stiller's Roy is probably the only other interesting character as his power is that he just gets really pissed off all the time. He's essentially me in superhero form, I think. He has the closest thing to development later on when he questions himself and his identity. Is he a real hero? Does he have anger issues? Blah, blah, blah. But that's just resolved just as quickly as it was brought up. He's also supposed to be the protagonist, a character that audiences can really rally behind. But to be honest, he's pretty annoying and really unlikable. Almost like the James Corden of superheroes. Um, so James Corden, what's he done? <laughs> what has he done, really? Uh, the rest of the ragtag crew of misfits are just caricatures with very, very little real character. William H. Macy, Dave was banging on about before. He's just a guy with with a shovel. I mean, why does he use a shovel? Who the fuck knows? Hank Azaria g- g- gives like Dick Van Dyke a run for his money with the world's shittest English accent. He's playing a fork-flinging superhero with an Indian identity, name, and costume. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he was originally supposed to use the voice of a poo before producers thought better of it janine garuffalo as dave said she does give a really good performance well she gives the best performance out of all of them as the cynical and deadpan the bowler but she's a woman so guess what she's got daddy issues so much so as dave said that she literally carries her dead dad's skull around <laughs> in a bowling ball at least gina davis had the decency to leave her father's head attached to his shoulders <laughs> and just carry around their scalp i mean fuck me <laughs> <laughs> The only that other was in a film, by the way. Yeah, not actually Gina <laughs> Sorry, yeah. cutthroat island reference, guys. Uh, the only other female characters in this with any significance are the love interests of uh, Frankenstein and a Furious. The former literally disappears after the first thirty minutes. Like, I, I don't, do you ever see her again? I can't, I can't remember. Was she in the? I think she. Just, I think she, she's but, actually present in the scene, but she doesn't say. Anything. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So she has quite an integral part at the beginning, like getting uh, Frankenstein out of the asylum. But then she literally just disappears. And the second one is uh, Roy, 
um, Roy's love interest Monica at. I just I just don't understand this to be honest because she seemingly uh, spends the first hour I'm going to say hating Furious, but then just falls head over heels in love with him. Why? I, I nor the writers have any idea whatsoever. The guy is pretty unlikable and unappealing, and Monica has no interest in him at all. But as soon as he offers to walk her home, she's like ugly on an ape. She is on it. She's like what? <laughs> Pardon? Ugly. ugly on an ape. Ugly on an ape. What? When? When's that? Christ. It's, it's since forever. Get on it, guys. <laughs> Are you calling apes ugly or something? <laughs> They're beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but not as as beautiful as say. Ben Stiller. Oh, actually, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, once again, no real character development, no real clear character motivation, and then she spends the final stages of the film as the damsel in distress. There's also Paul Rubens, the spleen, who has no backstory, no development, or no resolution. He just kind of wanders off into the like. What, what's his final resolution? I, I, I don't. You know what, what happens to he his has character? A backstory. He was cursed. <laughs> oh yeah i forgot yeah it's this really shit backstory but he's got no development and uh, there's no resolution what happens to his character you don't know uh, also there's an odd turn from kel minus keenan as a boy who can go invisible when nobody's looking at him once again no development really don't see what happens to him when the film ends there's no resolution there either he just kind of once again he's in the background we're still getting introduced to new teammates an hour into the film as Dave mentioned before, with Wes Studi's The Sphinx, when he pitches up, he plays a big significance in the plot. Uh, it, you know, it helps drive it forward. He, uh, he trains them all. He gets them believing in themselves. But then again, there's no character development or conclusion. What happens to him? I've literally no idea. The film just ends. And it's, you know, and all of these characters are just left so unresolved. Eddie Izzard, he's in it. You know, he's, as Dave said, he's there. <laughs> He's a disco dancing baddie and Eddie Izzard is many things, but a disco dancer, he is not. <laughs> the scene in which he mimics John Travolta's Saturday Night Fever routine just ends up looking more reminiscent of John Travolta's gotty scenes. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. In conclusion, I would rather stick a fork in my stink hole than shovel this straw. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <What? laughs> wow. I think Jesus. you I was I with you right until the end. Yeah, yeah. I think you lost it. Yeah, I, yeah, it a fork in your stink hole? Quite often we have to Jesus discuss where this Christ. line is. You know, there's a line that we, maybe we shouldn't cross. I was trying to get all the superpowers into one flourish. <laughs> okay. okay, well. Okay. Yeah. I give you it. All of that has done is... I've forgotten everything else you've said. It's <laughs> yeah. got that image seared into your brain. Now. Right. Um, oh, where to start? Um, so, w- what do you th- think, Alex? About <laughs> okay, Joel. So, what, nervous about it? About um, you know what he's thinking about, about casting. <laughs> um, so, so the characters are they? Well, Dave says there's a few good ones. Gav kind of mostly says that they're all horseshit. Um, I'm pretty much with Gav, to be honest. Uh, I like Wes Studi, and I like his character in it. But like I said before earlier, after about a third of the way through the film, I was pretty pissed off with the way the film was going, and I was getting pretty annoyed. So when he comes in quite late, it's a little bit too late to save the film, and it's not quite enough for me. It, it, even though I do, I did like him in it. I, I thought some of the, I thought didn't think Tom Waits was very good in this film, to be honest, yeah. at all. Um, and most of the... You know, Dave's, Dave's right, there's a, such a good cast here. And on paper you think, how can this not work? But it doesn't, like, watch Mystery Men and find out. Like, it, it really just doesn't quite click. And I don't think they did get on, on set, to be honest. I think there wasn't, wasn't a very good chemistry. So, And I think that comes through in the film. It, good actors, bad performances doesn't, doesn't gel. Sorry, Dave. So, Austin, um, I don't know if you've seen any other Ben Stiller films, but... 
did you think he was good? Did you think he was bad? He was in the Royal Tenenbaums. Let's, let's <laughs> not forget. <laughs> I, I, I think what it was probably is everyone's, they're all comedians, aren't they? Pretty much. So it, it did kind of feel it, especially as it got further on when everyone's introduced, maybe people were fighting for, for screen time at times, but I didn't think anyway. I don't think it was nearly as shit as you two are making out. Like I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. It was quite, you got to think of when it came out. So it's like 99. So it's pre, there's been other parodies of superhero films that have come out since and like, and, and I'd seen them first, but if you look, think about this sort of in context, time-wise, I thought it was all right. You know, I thought the acting was, was fine. Yeah. Um, uh, Eddie Izzard, I think maybe he was, maybe he just stuck to his script because the others were, there was definitely ad libs and it was off the cuff and, there was chemistry, whereas with him, there was just him reading his lines blandly and doing his little dance. Would you, but would you watch it again, though? Do you know what I mean? Would you, if someone came around and was like, "Oh, I fancy like a parody of a superhero film," I mean, I like, probably wouldn't have click. watched it for the. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for this Listen, podcast, I wouldn't have watched the last ninety films that I've watched. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yes, I, I probably wouldn't put that for a, a superhero uh, parody. No, because you know, in two thousand and twelve or whatever, we had. Kick ass and mm, sure, like, and that's a fucking great film. So, yeah, yeah. and you know, um, yeah. do you think there are unresolved character plot lines? Uh, yes, there is, um, definitely. Um, but they sort of alluded to throughout it. Back yeah. to that editing issue is that it's been cut because there's so much in there. I think it's because there was so much uh, like ad libbing and um, additional lines thrown in, but I did have the pleasure of watching a lot of the uh, deleted scenes and um have the pleasure yeah yeah and they're um you know what the, the, all of the all of, there's a lot of stuff that should have been left in really it just would have been too long but um there, were, there was so much backstory that could have been included it was see i i kind of disagree i got a bit bored with the story that was the stories that were being resolved it, it kind of got to a bit towards the end where it felt like they were just sort of reeling off and this one's resolved and this one's resolved and this one's resolved and this one's resolved and i, I got a little bit like oh god another one what's his thing all oh, right there you go resolved next thing next one next one okay, i've got one thing about a resolved thing so uh, throughout the film as dave was saying they're alluding to the fact that captain amazing and his alter ego are the same personal and everybody you know says oh no no they're not the two different people and the, the billionaire playboy goes missing at the same time as Captain Amazing does, right? And we all know Captain Amazing dies, but nobody mentions, like, like that, that, nobody mentions it all. The media are on onto it. They're not saying, like, oh, you know, rest in peace, Captain Amazing. Nobody's asking where he's gone to. Nobody's asking questions about where this billionaire is either. Nobody's asking why they haven't seen him at the same time. Maybe it's like Lord Lucan, you know, sooner or later it just fades. All right, so I think it's flourish time, and Gav... I'm not sure that's I, what we call I it. I think we call it closing <laughs> arguments. Let's just make that very clear. you, you, you got to play to your judge, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not writing the song. <laughs> Gav, you've got to keep this one relatively clean. Yeah, no stink, no stink holes. <laughs> <laughs> no arse loads or stink holes or... Liam, I have been exceptionally clean today. Okay. Have you? <laughs> it was a clean stink hole. Oh, oh. <laughs> Can we edit some of this? On? I'm going to try. But I, mean, I won't lie to you, though. I probably won't. <laughs> All right. Um, God, go on then. 
Okay, right. Uh, so just like uh, other closing arguments, I've decided to write mine in song form. Oh, Jesus. Pretty, pretty brief one here. Right. I sit and stare at you, playing on my screen. I try to concentrate. The film is so obscene. The direction and story couldn't be much worse. And all the performances will make you think they've been cursed. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> mysterious men should be on the shit list. <laughs> Oh, 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 mysterious men can't even enjoy it when pissed. <laughs> Which is true, because I watched it a few years ago when I was pissed and it turned off halfway through. Uh, Joel, if it sounded like I was on Gav's side for most of the day, I want to switch. <laughs> All right, Dave, you haven't got much to beat there. To be fair. I, I liked it, Gav. I liked it. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> In order to make fun of a genre, you must first make fun of yourself. <laughs> well done, Dave. And the cast, the cast embrace the ridiculousness of their characters. Remember, this is a parody. This is satire. The script and the genre as a whole is adept comedy, and a comedy on many different forms and many levels. A man who criticizes the work of others often invites others to criticize himself. And this film, despite the criticisms, despite the fact that it was a box office bomb, it's regarded as a cult favourite by many and still has a strong fan base to this day. And finally, I'll just say, he who judges this a shit film is shit at judging. (laughs) (laughs) Gauntlet thrown. Um, okay, Alex, have you got a quiz? I do have a quiz. I do have a quiz. So, you know, in this Mystery Men film, lots of characters have a real identity as well as a superhero identity. So I want to talk about actors' identities. Lots of actors have real names and some of them have made stage names to, to go with them. So can if I tell you their real name, can you please tell me their stage name? Okay, are you ready, okay. Dave? I can see you're excited. I am, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the first one. Their real name was Albert Einstein. I know that one. Bam. Anyone yeah. else? Bam. Don't know. Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He had to change his name, that's Albert Brooks. It is Albert Brooks. Well oh, done, Dave. yeah. Well done, Dave. Oh, by the way, I'll give you two points if you get it straight off, and I'll give you one point if you need a clue. All right, so okay. well done, Dave. Uh, next one, um, Norma Jean Mortensen. Uh, bam. Oh, is anybody are we else buzzing or are we just like the same Mar- we know it oh is that Mar- uh, Mar- I, I want to buzz but I want everyone to go Mah! and Ozzy gets it so oh. well done Ozzy because <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't dicking about asking what, 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 what he just gave me the answer well done Ozzy no worries uh, is okay. that we, are we buzzing or are we just giving answers I think answer? we're buzzing we're buzzing it's okay, okay, a okay, start we're buzzing, buzzing now alright okay, okay buzz from now okay uh, Michael Douglas <laughs> Michael Keaton. Yeah well done well done alright we've all got one wait I thought you were giving us I'm giving the real name. Michael Douglas was Michael Keaton's real name, but you have to change it because there was already a Michael Douglas out there. All oh, con- right. I it, thought that was the say. I I'll, thought we were talking about just no I'll be honest, Ozzy. I was very confused last night. When I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Considering I had the phone in front of me, a lot more confused than I should have been. Uh, okay, next one. Joaquin Bottom. Joaquin Phoenix, gotta be. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's his second name, Bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. Joaquin yeah, yeah. Bottom. Joaquin Bottom. Okay, um... Krishna Pandit Banjee. Oh. That was Dave. It's Ben Kingsley. It is Ben Kingsley. It is oh. Ben Kingsley. Uh, okay. Maurice Micklewhite. Uh, Michael Caine. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Named himself after Humphrey Bogart in the Caine Mutiny. Yeah. Weird one to pick. But, uh, right. Karen Johnson. Oh, all right. We're not all wow out on that one. Oh, I know it as well. Ka- uh, Karen Johnson. All right. I'll give you a clue. Got a name because she farted a lot on stage. Matt. <laughs> 
Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was going to say Whoopi Goldberg. So is that really where she got a name from? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's on two different websites as well. So, <laughs> so it must be true. It must it absolutely be true. Be true. Okay. Uh, probably a bit of a, a giveaway for Gavi. Terry Jean. <laughs> <Bullet>. yeah. <laughs> Fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Terry. It, it, is, it is. Okay. Uh, Isor Danielovich Dembski. Ooh. Say it again. Isor Danielovich Dembski. <laughs> oh, uh, your mate. Kirk Douglas. It is Kirk Douglas. Ah, wow. I wish he was my mate. I really wish he was my mate. I meant idol. Granddad. Uh, right. And last, oh no, second to last one. Archibald Leach. Bap. Cary Grant. Yeah, oh, good well done. It's a tricky one, that one. And last one. Uh, Marion Morrison. Bap. Oh. oh. I'm going to give it to Gav. Uh, uh, I felt like him earlier. Uh, John Wayne. <laughs> Oh, God, you're talking about your digestive system again. I am, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 he died with, like, 50, like 40 pounds 40 worth pounds. of undigested meat mm. in his colon. <laughs> and you know if you keep stabbing yourself with that fork? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been doing, it, trying to dislodge. Right, well, uh, that quiz Good. goes to Gav. Well uh, done, yeah, Gav. Fun, fun quiz. Yeah. This, um, well done, actors well having, done. actors having, uh, not using their <laughs> real names for acting. That did mess me and Gav up. Actually, we, our plan was to go down to London on a Saturday to oh, yeah, what happened with that? Hand, hand deliver a Freddo to Olivia Coleman. And, um, yeah, just turns out it's not a real name, is it? So, uh, we <laughs> took us ages to try and find out where she actually yeah, lives because yeah. her name's Sarah. So, yeah, just, 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 just in case, just in case the police are listening, neither me nor Dave, <laughs> Joel, we're trying to stalk Olivia Coleman to give her a friend. We weren't stalking her. Well, we were trying just, to find out where she lived. We were just intently following her. <laughs> but how did her change her first name? Scopy, you got were you just like going around have you seen olivia and i was like no but yeah. if you've been going around saying have you seen sarah i've been like yeah she just lived down the road <laughs> we spent like in london entire- town we're <laughs> a happy village <laughs> all i'm gonna say everyone knows everyone here all i'm gonna say is david Tennant was very unhelpful <laughs> <laughs> so okay um joel have you had enough time to think i have and unfortunately david didn't really need much time to think um <laughs> You know, I used to think Kat was a really, really lovely girl, but after rec- <laughs> after re- after recommending this film, I'm not I'm not so sure anymore. Oh, wow. um, it's one of them where I don't even really want to watch it, if I'm being honest, because it sounds that bad. But I've heard good things about it, so I'm really not sure if uh, you know I'm being led up um, a really dark alley by Gav, which is a scary thought. Um, but it's going on the shit list, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, genuine uh, opinions, I think. Uh, Dave, did you love it as much as you said you did? I do love it, but I'm prepared to accept that it's not a great film. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do, do you think it's on the right list? Yeah, I, I think it could well be. I said to Kat on the, um, in the car on the way here, I have hands-free, by the way, before anyone says anything. But I said to Kat <laughs> in, the, in the car on the way down here, I said, this is probably going to go on the shit list. She was like, yeah, I know. But um, it, I think it's more sentimental reasons, to be honest. Yeah. She introduced me to this film, and there's not many films that she can introduce me to, to be honest with you. <laughs> is there a reason why Kat really likes it i think she genuinely likes the film just it's an easy going watch it's fu- it is funny i stand by that there are some great lines in it and it's a really easy going watch you can just enjoy the film there's nothing really to engage with nothing you really have to think about you can just put it on and enjoy it's really that simple and we've <laughs> only if you leave the room <laughs> <laughs> no, we watch it. We wow. watched it again. we've watched it a few times together to be honest with you and we love it but probably more for just personal sentimental reasons i love this film but i, I can accept that it's not for everybody mm. i hope i did cat proud I'll see what I'll see what happens when I put it on. Sometimes I'm easily pleased, but I feel like the seed's been planted already. 
<laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't hate it as much as I was letting on. You know, like I said, some nasty things there about a few actors that I'd like to take back some of them, maybe. I think, <laughs> I think maybe I was just a bit grouchy that it took me about three and a half hours to watch it because connectivity kept on dropping on the way to London. So, um, and you paid for it twice. And I had to pay for it twice. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I have actually tried to watch this film on two separate occasions beforehand and I didn't uh, end up finishing. And I, I thought to myself before um, I, I watched it today, I was like, I wonder why I never finished this? And then I realized, oh yeah, because I don't really like it that much. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I, was, I wasn't stretching the truth that much. I mean, it, it's all right, but it's definitely on the right list. There was, I mean, there was a time when I was considering putting it on the hit list, mainly because of the comments about the stinkhole and yeah. <laughs> this, the ugly apes. So in, in future, I'd probably get better... And analogies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a round of applause for John from Gav's phone right now. Uh, yeah, my phone did agree with you there. Uh, but I don't. I do not agree with you all. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, okay, so before we move on, Dave, have you got any trivia about this film at all? Yeah, a little trivia. Was anyone else reminded of this film about the, by the Joel Sch- uh, Schumacher uh, Batman films? Yes. Did anyone get a bit yes, of that vibe thing, from yeah, yeah, yeah. a huge one? They use the same sets for Batman Forever as they use for Mystery Man. Ah, they yeah, pretty much a lot of the sets were replicas. Uh, well, not just the same old sets that they just rehashed for Mystery Man. So that's why it looks a little. Maybe similar. they were just knocking around on eBay and the directors. Probably. Thought, I mean, Joel yeah. Schumacher had to make his money back somehow. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> There's also is a little uh, Magnificent Seven quote in it as well. Is that Tom Waits, he says via con Dios, which is what they say. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and, and for, the, for the record as well, the cast did not get along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah, I you were thinking, lying. I was they thinking they Dave knows they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did not like each other at all. It was, it was to do with the comic tone. They weren't sure what kind of comedy they were meant to be portraying, and yeah, they fell out. Because you had a, a, a blend of different... Um, comedians and then some Not people comedians. who just do weren't comedians yeah so it's just it must have been odd to mesh that together um okay so higher or lower than our previous film on trial which was train to busan which scored before you say it's 7.5 out of 10 well lower mm, i think lower, lower. i think 6.3 uh, just 6.0 i would say i will accept that it's lower and say 6.6 okay it is lower it's 6.1 out of 10, so it's considerably lower. Uh, and lower on Metacritic as well, 65 out of 100. And Train to Busan only got 72 out of 100, so I thought that was a bit odd. Anyway, but I, once again, I put the poll up on Twitter over the weekend and asked our friends and followers which list Mystery Men should be placed on. Resounding 72% of you said that it should be placed on the hit list. A lot of, uh, uh, lot of fans. I feel go. like it's a cult very, classic. The, it's a lot of, yeah, all the people who are voting are very hit heavy. So uh, Yeah, we, we've had a lot. I don't think we've had a, a, a shit. No, film yeah. for people, a while. People love film. What can I say? So we got the public people vote. Love, <laughs> just yeah, just yeah, like Brexit. Oh, oh, Dave. Oh, I come am. On, man. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> that was that was much worse than my stink off. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, before uh, we call it a day, it's time for a little caption contest. Uh, so what we do here is take a screenshot of the film. I place it on Twitter. I ask for your funny comments to accompany it with the winner winning a delicious frog-shaped chocolatey treat. No, I've lost my I've lost my frog. He's, no. he's moved. Hang on. No, he's back. He's back. Hang on. Thank God for that. That was scary. I know. Fuck me. Honestly. Um, okay. So uh, the screenshot here is basically William H Macy's the shoveler looking very pensive and grasping his shovel. Uh, so once again, we've had quite a few uh, captions. I'm just going to read out some of the, the, the first ones that I see here. So. Um, uh, there are other ways to get into that college. <laughs> 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 nice. 
<laughs> I mean, do I have to read anyone? <laughs> That's it for me. Uh, uh, to compete with the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog film, an enterprising William H. Macy buys the movie rights to Manic Minor. <laughs> uh, where did we bury her college bribe money? <laughs> um, I bought this shovel from the garden centre. It's the Frisker's round point long handle. I tell you, it's groundbreaking. I dig it. okay uh (laughs) right um nail my wife in my bedroom i don't think so boogie nights boogie nights yeah i was gonna say that's a yeah okay um this shovel will do the job you betcha you ask stan grossman he'll tell you the same (laughs) (laughs) uh oh sorry it's fargo Fargo (laughs) Uh, thanos will never know what hit him (laughs) (laughs) and um anyone know where that frat boy bay is i have some thoughts on transformers for him (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the fireman sam movie should have cast much younger (laughs) 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 and uh, last one here uh george got a little bit too curious and now he needs to be taken down (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, my word oh (laughs) yeah sorry um I've got one last one, so I've just seen it now. What do you mean my kid gone? can't get into your school because of their marks? Don't you remember how much I paid? I mean, that's all. That is just what he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the first one. The first what one. What was, was the first one again? That was pretty. <laughs> that all the ways to get into yeah. college. That, that, it, yeah. it started pretty. That was yeah, a good yeah. one, though. There was yeah, a lot yeah. of good ones in there. Yeah. Definitely. Congratulations, everybody. But well done after midnight. You have just won yourself a Flippity Freddo. Okay, so just before we call it a day, we wanted to give a shout out to one of our other podcasting friends, Mike, Mike and Oscar podcast. Now, we've mentioned them here before. Um, they're really incredibly funny and entertaining duo, both called Mike, coincidentally. Uh, they're a really, really good podcast. If you like our show, then you will definitely love theirs. But don't leave us for them. Yeah, uh, but, but if, if you do, uh, at least see us on alternate Sundays, please. You know, But no, honestly, check them out. They usually cover films um, to do with the Oscars. Uh, so especially when it's around Oscar time, there's a lot of love, buzz and um, activity on their Twitter feed. But they review films all year round and yeah, they just do it in a really funny and entertaining way. So do check them out. And they're really engaged on Twitter as well. So check them out on there at MM and Oscar. So our next film has been picked out of the hat at random during this episode and it is crossroads which was recommended to us by yeah exactly which one the britney spears Spears one yeah um which was recommended to us by captain dave's mate jilly oh god so (laughs) you've you've got a bit of a monopoly got a lot to answer for what what is going on here what's going on here dave i i stand by mystery men but i don't know what to make i'm gonna start asking my friends i think crossroads won't be i I think she asked dave and dave ignored it for quite a long time i did not if if she listens i did not and then she sent me a message on instagram (laughs) and i just Put it straight onto the list without really, <laughs> without really questioning that, that it You're may like, have what been is this crossroads? I'm <laughs> thinking it was some sort of like spin off of uh, Back to the Future, maybe. Well, is it not a film with uh, Steve Vai in it and he plays the guitar? He's like a devil and stuff. Um, I don't so, know. I mean, it's Crossroads? It sounds. Yeah, that's Crossroads. Really? That's not the same film. Well, now I'm curious. Oh, it's okay. also, <laughs> but it's also called Crossroads. So I, was, I thought it was that one. Well, oh, she okay. um, yeah, she no. quickly clarified. No, no, no the Britney Spears. To be honest, I think next week somebody else needs to pick out of the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's had a bit of a monopoly here on I, shit films. I did not pick any of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all of the roles for crosswords have been picked out of the hat at random as well. So in the role of defence is me. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is this because I just made fun of you? <laughs> uh, in prosecution, we've got Ozzy. Uh, uh, character witnesses, we've got Joel and Alex. And in the role of judge, is. 
Steve, and then this is definitely that, mean, big... that means I don't have to watch it. <laughs> it does. Wow, well played, man, Dave. Man, that's definitely because I made fun of you, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, th- so tune in next week for Crossroads. <laughs> It'll be good, honestly. Uh, th- thank you, everyone who has listened to this episode. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your local superhero troop. Just spread the warm love that is films on trial in as many ears as possible. And remember, follow us on Twitter at Film Trials. And while you're there, check out our fantastic graphic artist, Winston Sang, at the underscore quirks. Also, check out our website, filmsontrial.co.uk. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for weekly content. So there you go, guys. Mystery Men is a shit, and we will be in your ears next week with Crossroads. Goodbye. She doesn't listen, I think. Fucking hell, Crossroads. <laughs> I think it'll be a funny one, though.